Hi, I'm Sarah, and welcome to the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast, a podcast where my friend Liz and I talk about all the things we usually talk about when we go out to eat, which is several times every single week. These topics vary from the hilarity of day-to-day life, which is Liz's favorite line of this intro, (laughs) to theology, from how adorable our dogs are, and they are adorable. Even though we don't talk about them. We talk about our dogs, Liz, stop. To the nuances of faith and life in this interesting cultural moment, all from the perspective of two women working in ministry. We might not get to share a meal with you, but you're always invited to this table. Today on our ninth episode, we talk about politics, We talk about how Liz almost let me die at dinner last night because I was choking and instead of coming toward me, she moved away. We talk about generosity and we talk about Liz's MRSA again. As always, we're so glad to talk about all the things with you. So thanks for joining us and pull up a seat. So if I sit here and sit there. I think we'll be okay. Okay. So, hi. (laughs) Today's our ninth episode. Of the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Liz. We're still trying to figure out after nine episodes how to actually record a podcast. Which is really funny because both of us are pretty good with technology. Yeah. That you would think this wouldn't be hard for us, but this is harder than For it some looks. reason, it's like we forget every, every week. single week <laughs> like what the setting should be. We're yeah. sitting here in Liz's apartment. It is like four degrees in here. It's not that cold in it's here. It's freezing. Whatever. I'm I, you, We dying. turned the heater off because it would make sound and we would pick it up on here. Okay, Liz has this like sad looking space heater. It's supposed <laughs> to look like a Fire. fireplace, you but it's about six inches tall. Like six by six by it's, five inches. That's a weird dimension. Of six thing. by five. It's <laughs> tiny and it's supposed to heat her entire apartment. It's fine. It's like a hair dryer. That's exactly what it is. Except the hair dryer is warmer. I don't own a hair dryer, so I wouldn't know. I know. Every time I see Liz, like in the morning, on like a Sunday morning, she has a wet head. Yeah. Doesn't your mom? My mom comments on it. My mom actually comments on my hair. She can tell if I'm not feeling well based on how dry my hair is or how it looks <laughs> on Sunday mornings. And I just don't understand. But she's most of the time right. So. Yeah. I don't get it. I have to blow dry my hair. I look like a wet rat. See, my hair dries fairly quickly, though. Yeah, I mean, you have we have similar hair. You have, like, fine yeah. hair, and so it dries, but I still, at the end of the day, if I haven't blow-dried my hair, it looks awful. Your hair, though, gets a little, like, wave on the bottom. Yeah. Mine doesn't. It's just stick straight. And my hair changes drastically from summer to like January. Do you like in the summertime it gets really light cuz I'm outside all the time. Do you realize that we've only had nine podcasts and this is the second time we're talking about your hair? When did we talk about it before? We talked about how long it was when you were like riding rides with kids and I thought you were going to get oh, tangled yeah. in the mechanisms. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. We're really boring. I don't know how people actually people like it though. Listen to this. Normally we record podcasts in my office. Yeah. But I had to get out of there today. And I had to be close to the park in case uh, my staff needs anything yeah. out there. So One of the reasons I wanted to get out of my office is that um, I was reminded how much I struggle with feminism. I'm just kidding. I don't really. I'm a <laughs> feminist. Um, but I ordered. So one question that I got this week actually was, hey, why haven't you ever talked about like actually what you do? What on you the do podcast, or what, what I, I do. do. What you do. We've sort of talked about what you do. Yeah. Um, I think people know that I work at a church. Because you've said that a few because times. Because I've said it every single week. Because yeah. I'm always like... Even though we've talked about <sighs> I work really at a church. careful about not like exposing... Oh, I always say exactly what I work. work for. It's different for you because you right? work with kids. It's one thing for me. Like, I don't really care. Other than the fact that like today, I know we're going to talk about politics. Oh, no. And I don't want my boss to get like angry... <laughs> letters but if he does he'll be fine like it's fine um but i am the director of communications which means i do like our social media website like in-office communication stuff i also just do a bunch of random other things but then i'm also in charge of like our church welcome ministry and so um like new people like following up with new people doing new like lunches for um, new people that visit the church. And one thing we're going to start doing on Sundays are these five-minute parties. 
It sounds really funny. Woo! It's like a rave. <laughs> we're gonna of. we're gonna do it in our senior pastor's office. Ooh. <laughs> I know. I really want to get a disco ball, and he's like, "No, that's not professional." But, you get like a strobe light. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's like um, techno Sub, music, like subwoofers, and techno there. music is <laughs> playing. Thing. What's that song from the like early 2000s? Sandstorm. Sandstorm's playing all the time. You walk in and it's just like a rave. No, um, so we're gonna do these parties, and every Sunday after each service, we're gonna have fresh baked cookies. So I had to order a um, toaster oven to bake cookies in my senior pastor's office. And so sitting on my couch, I'm like, wow, this is the least feminist thing that's ever happened. <laughs> cookie oven. A cookie on, oven just on couch. chilling on my couch. So <laughs> it was fine. I was like, oh, I need a, a change of scenery. We're drinking Starbucks. We are. I'm not just drinking water today. I know. What are you drinking, Liz? Caramel apple spice because we've talked about this before. Yeah, but I all don't the time. drink coffee at all. Right. So I did not drink coffee for like mean, two weeks. Yeah. And I'm back on back on it. <laughs> back on Thank it. God. Because everyone who has to be around me, like I could totally write the book How to Lose Friends and Alienate People when I'm not consuming enough caffeine. <laughs> when you're not caffeinated. <laughs> oh, it is I mean I I don't get mean. I get sad. <laughs> like I just am so tired and I don't have any energy. Actually, my coffee today is compliments of a Twitter friend. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. Yeah. So I am in a generosity war. Ooh, that's hard. Who's going to win? I don't know. I think it's who loses a generosity war. I'm an Enneagram 2. So I have to win. Otherwise, you'll be sad and depressed. Right. (laughs) I'll be very sad if somebody, like, out generosity, generous, uh, out, how do you say that? More generous than you? I wanted to say it the other way. Generosity? Okay, yeah. Mm, there's probably a word for that. Probably. If they're more generous than me, then I feel like I lose. So today I did something, trying to be nice. Um, our Spanish pastor at church <laughs> loaned out some sound equipment, and um, the person who borrowed it like got into a car accident and ended up in Modesto, which is, what, 45, 45 minutes from minutes, here? Maybe. Um, but from my house, it's more like 25 minutes away. Um, they weren't able to bring it back, and so someone had to go and get it, and so I offered, since I'm closer, to go get it. So I thought I was going to, like, some business or, um, like, a nonprofit, because, like, it was someone associated with a local nonprofit that, like, yeah. borrowed it. And I get to this address, and it's a little sketchy. Now, sketchy doesn't bother me. Um, I grew up in sort of a sketchy neighborhood. I realized how sketchy the neighborhood that I grew up in was the other day. Did I tell you this story, Liz? I don't know I don't if I think did. You did. But one of our pastors did like a visitation somewhere and said, "Yeah, it's a real rough neighborhood and like a real rough building or something." And I was like, "Wow, you know, like." And then I found out later that he was talking about like the apartment I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> so like, sketchy neighborhoods don't really bother me. But there were just some things like I got out of the car. There was nowhere to park. It was like a duplex, and there was a man sitting on the front porch, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm here to pick up sound equipment. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't very happy. <laughs> and then I was double parked, so a neighbor <laughs> came out and yelled at me because I was double parked, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. Like, do you need to move right now and move my car? And then he looked at me, and he's like, oh, no, no, it's okay, honey. Do you want to come in and smoke a bowl? I was like, <laughs> that is some radical... Some radical hospitality <laughs> right there. For the record, I've never smoked a bowl of anything <laughs> or any other way. Um, but <laughs> it was so funny. So um, our pastor was like, oh, you're such an Enneagram too. And I said, well, lavish me with praise for doing your <laughs> dirty work. But <laughs> it was... Classic. Things just happen. Things do happen. To me. Yeah. Yeah. To you. Things happen to you. I know. I don't know why. I have like these social things. How did we get that... on this tangent because we were talking about your Twitter friend? Oh, yeah. My friend Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had talked to him. Like I told him about Venmo. We've never talked about Venmo, have we? I don't think so. But Venmo is a way of life. <laughs> okay. So I had Venmo before Liz. Right. And for a long time, I was like, dude, you need to get Venmo because we go out a lot. Right. This week, we've gone out to Asian food three times. It hasn't been three times. Dumplings, sushi, oh. and and teppanyaki <laughs> last night. It's literally been three times this And you week. have chosen all three of those places. I love Asian food. It's yes, just so darn good. It's good. I know. Every, every one of those places, 
I was would amazing. go to at a drop of a hat. Right. Gosh, so good. So um, it just makes it so much easier. If you have, so Venmo is an app and you can just send money back and forth and it's less complicated than PayPal. Yeah. And it's got like sort of a social media yeah, kind like a of, way to connect with people. Yeah, like you can see like what other people, you can't see the amount other people sent to mm-hmm. other people, but you can see like their comments about money. Yeah. Anyway, so finally I was like, Liz, please get it. And so she did. We set it up at a ports game. Yeah. <laughs> it took like two minutes. To do. It takes two minutes. I know. Not even. It We're just not took me that paid long. to do this. It just took me that long because the internet there wasn't very good. And I was like. Right. But if Venmo wants to start like paying us. Sponsor us. Yeah. I'm down. We do not have a. Well, Matthew is our sponsor. Matthew is our sponsor. <laughs> we still only have one sponsor and we're married. And it's only because he's the one in the relationship with like a real job that actually like pays decently. Yeah. I mean, that's ministry life <laughs> for me. Ministry life. Anyway, so I was telling this guy, Jeremiah, who's pastor, on Twitter that he needed to get a Venmo. And he was like, ah, oh, whatever. And then he ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. And so I sent him $5 and was like, you should buy coffee because now you have like street cred. Like, how cool yeah. are you? Um, and then he sent me $5 for coffee and then sent me another $5 for donuts because I tweeted that he didn't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I were to tweet that I didn't go to the gym, people from my gym would be like, get back in the gym. They would charge you $5 on Venmo. <laughs> yeah. Charge me five burpees or something. Yeah. So anyway, I am drinking a coconut milk latte. Compliments of Jeremiah, my Twitter friend. So I'm drinking a caramel apple spice. Compliments of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. The for coffee. I'm just thankful that I didn't get stuck in the generosity line today. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I went to Starbucks, our favorite Starbucks, um, where Jody works. Yeah, that's the one I got this. And she from. was telling me about that day, and she was, and then she had looked up this podcast and like listened yeah. to when we talked about her, and she was, it was so true. She was in the line, and I felt so bad because it was forty dollars. Yeah, if you didn't hear this story, because if you're a late adopter of the podcast, late adopter with nine episodes, nine episodes in. <laughs> but in one of the first episodes, I told this story about how I was in one of those pay it forward lines at Starbucks, which. I love things like that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's give to people. And so it was my first time ever being in one of the lines. And I was almost and excited, really excited about it. <laughs> and then I realized that the person behind me ordered, I ordered one coffee. The person behind me ordered like a mini van full of coffee. <laughs> and it was $45. <laughs> but I didn't want to be the one to break the line. So I paid $45. For my two dollar coffee, four sixty five or whatever yeah. coffee, and so now the joke is that yeah, I can never get stuck in the. But I asked Jody, and she said she would be on this podcast if we wanted to. Be yeah, to be on it. we are looking for uh, more guests. Yeah, for the podcast. So if you are remotely local, yeah, and you would like to be on this podcast, let us know. We want yep. to expand our territory. We were just asking. We were um, last night. We went to visit. Um, Liz's brother and sister-in-law and Nessie, of course. Yeah, because Nessie, for the last couple of weeks, every time I've con- gone over or seen her, she's asked, where's Sarah? Or, you know, Sarah, where, like, looking for you. And yeah. so you and you'd been sick and you're finally feeling better. Right. And so we texted um, and we went over there right as they were going to put Nessie down, but we kept her up a little bit longer. We did. She's sick today. Oh. You got her sick. I don't think I got I'm sick. I'm like, just kidding. Oh. She's like a cold or it's like allergies guilty. or something. Yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff yeah. going around. But we played No More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed, <laughs> which is a game I taught her. Thank you so it's much all about for teaching her that game. Jumping on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> My arms get so It was so good tired. to see her because she gets so excited to see me. Yeah, and she's grown an inch in the last six weeks. I know. Weeks. She's so great. But we went over there and we talked to Michelle. Yeah. about being on the podcast she was like i need more notice <laughs> yeah she's like i can't just do it a day's notice so, yeah okay but she has a lot that she could talk about though because she's had a lot of experiences just yeah like she's she worked at she, disneyland she worked at disneyland and at a travel agency she's married into our crazy family it's truth um she works at a preschool currently <laughs> i mean she's a two-year-old I and mean, there's just so many things yeah that she does like speech pathology this. stuff yeah. Yeah. So she is a wealth of things, but she's so funny because she she needs, um, she needs the topic and at least a week's notice. Yeah, she's like, I don't want you guys to just like sit there and ask me questions I'm not prepared <laughs> for, <laughs> which is what we do on the podcast to each other. Yeah. We just ask each other questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I sent Liz something earlier. There was a Twitter thing oh, 
And basically somebody wrote, what is a story about your life that happened for real but sounds like a lie? (laughs) And the one I sent her was someone wrote that they had started talking to a guy on Tinder and she asked his last name and he was like, oh, um, are you going to like do a background check on me or something? And she was like, maybe. Like, haha, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you'll probably find out that I'm a murderer. And she thought, oh, he's got a really good sense of humor. Until yeah. she actually Googled him and, and found he's out a murderer. he really is a murderer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so I was, I almost said dying. That's not the right um, turn of <laughs> phrase for this specific conversation. But I had posted one when I saw that. And my story that sounds like a lie but that's true, is that I had a Honda Civic that got broken into and the stereo was stolen because I forgot to take the faceplate <laughs> off of it, like back off my in the stereo. Day when you had to take the faceplate off your stereo? You say back in the day, but this was like 2007. I'm that was sure. 13 years ago. Yeah. That's not that long ago. 13 years 13 ago? 13 years ago? The, the, um, 13 years ago, I was still in high school. Guess no, what I came wasn't. out 13 years ago? Your iPhone. Your iPhone. Oh, I was They're like a freshman old. in college 13 years ago. Wow. I got married 13 <laughs> years ago almost. Dang. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, um, so I had it replaced the same day. My friend did stereo work and so replaced it. And then I forgot my faceplate in the car <laughs> that night. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning <laughs> and my stereo had gotten stolen the next day. So I had two stereos stolen in two days, two days out of my car. So that's my, like, it sounds like a lie, but that happened story. Yeah. Do you have one? I'm sure I do. I'll have to think about it as we, and as we think, like, talk through this podcast, I will put it together. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm sure I do. I'm sure there are There things. are so many things, I feel like. <laughs> I mean. You have a lot of stories. You have, like, car breaking down stories that Yeah, are so funny. I guess my, my thing would be when... I was living in Mexico. <laughs> Sorry. I just took a very... Um, that was graceful. And yeah. All. I, I took a drink of my coffee and it just like poured you, down my chin. You drooled it out. I did a little bit. Anyway, it's delicious. Um, I was driving back from California down to Mexico where I was living. And I had my two, go- two dogs in the car. And it was like Christmas vacation. So uh-huh. we're driving down there. And all of a sudden... We're kind of by the dump. Like, I'm almost going to lose service because I lived out in a ranch pretty far away from the city. Um, and I, there's, like, this weird smell coming out of my car. So I pulled over, <laughs> and I get my dogs out. Because for some reason, I had, like, that much thinking. And my, like, car engine blew up. Like, it was on fire. We got it out, but I was in the middle of nowhere, super late at night. With your I, dogs? With my dogs. And I had to push it back into town. <laughs> on fire? So, <laughs> no, we got the fire out. <laughs> I like some water. Like it was, it was toast. There was, yeah, no way that it was gonna be saved. And I had to call my friend, and we had, <laughs> he and his family came out, and we pushed it back into town. And we had to like drag it up, tie it up to his car, and like drag <laughs> it up a hill. It was awful. Yeah, and my um, what is it called? Um, I'll think about what it's called. It's the my crankshaft. Oh had yeah, broken. Oh, in my car. Like that doesn't break. That's a part of your car that does not break. Oh. But there was a crack in it. I had a car that caught on fire. On the you side of the road. A, <laughs> no, I blew a rod through the engine block and oil poured onto the engine and caught on fire. It was a Ford Taurus. Not surprising. <laughs> Not that <laughs> I have feelings about <laughs> Like the reason they call Ford Escape an escape. Yep. It's because you might have to escape from it's it like when it catches on fire. Chevy used to have a car called a Nova. And in no, Spanish, no go. that was, you know, that means no go. Yeah. And that's pretty much how all those cars went. <laughs> They did not I go. had a friend who had a son named Noah Joseph, and they became Mexico missionaries. And it's No Way Jose <laughs> in Spanish, which is like one of my favorite <laughs> things. Okay, yeah. so something that we wanted to talk about on the podcast today, as we enter into this 2020 Ooh. year and all it's that, election year. <laughs> it is election year, and something that I am pretty passionate about, and actually that Liz and I talk about fairly regularly yeah our politics yes. now um <laughs> let me start by saying that this is not any sort of endorsement for either side right um and actually i think we're gonna stay fairly neutral in well this. i think that we are fairly neutral yeah um 
I don't think either of us really fit into a political category very easily. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I don't want to speak on no. I mean, your I, behalf. I mm-hmm. believe that with um, different policy or different um, candidates and with what they bring that you really have to look at each one individually and not just a party line. Yeah. It's easy to sort of blanket everyone um, with one thing, which I think doesn't do our political system much justice. And I also think it kind of dumbs us down. It doesn't do our world much justice when we do that. No. Um, Yeah. Painting anyone with a broad brush, I feel like, is dangerous. Yeah. But I feel like the tension to pick a side or the, the temptation to pick a side now is probably the highest that I've ever seen in my fairly limited experience with um, political things. Mm -hmm. I think I've experienced my fair share of conviction um, over how much I engage in politics. You know, like I remember turning 18 and voting in my first election, but not really caring too much about the election. Yeah. Because at the end of the day... And again, like, these opinions are mine, and so I, I don't claim to, like, represent my organization, or, you know, I, I just yeah. want to say that, like, like there are people at my church or people in other, like, business situations that I work for that have different opinions than me, and I do not claim to represent um, anyone in, specific, in particular. Um, but as a middle-ish class white Christian... There aren't a lot of major political decisions that affect me as far as, like, my livelihood or, um, like, there's talk about, like, religious persecution and things like that. I've never really felt that sort of way. And so, for me, politics haven't always felt very important because they don't always directly affect me. Mm -hmm. But I've been convicted, particularly in the last maybe six years, about... Just because something doesn't affect me doesn't mean that it doesn't affect somebody maybe on the margins. Um, Those are usually the people that are affected more are people who um, depend on government assistance for like disability or who are facing tough times or, you know, there there are people that very much um, experience the ramifications of political decisions that are made. And so I've made a more concentrated effort in the last maybe six years to um, learn more and be more engaged Um, with political things because I feel like I have some responsibility as a Christian who loves my neighbor to engage in those things in a in a healthy way Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like like what you do or the people that you serve do you feel like maybe that's shaped um, the way that you engage with politics I think it's had to Um, I think it would be easier for me if I were to just kind of vote blanketly just with that broad that you know broad stroke of you know, it doesn't really matter, but with, um, especially with the last election and the election that's coming up, the students that I work with have a lot of questions. Sure. And so for me, it's good to research the candidates to almost, um, shut down some of the things that the students say or that are, Mm. they're spreading that are, are not true. I mean, there, you know, there's obvious things that are not true, you know, um, but, th- but then to give them also the facts, like, here are things that we can look at together. Um, and here's what this really means for us. You know, yeah. it, you hear, you know, that, you know, that um, whatever, especially one of the big things that they deal with is immigration. Yeah, deportation, um, fears. And the fears of that. But the if you really look through the lens, it's not everybody. There right. are certain, you know, you have to really, but you have to dig for some of those facts, which they don't have the ability to do right so or even maybe the knowledge that that's a thing right like you know, where they, would I even they go kind to? of trust that whatever my parents are saying or whatever this say that they're going to just tell me all of the truth but right even truth with what media says whether you watch it or what's written is yeah. very biased so you have sure. to really do your research and really um, take the time to look at everything um, even like on election day I'll wear the sticker that says I voted mainly so that students know that when you are my age or younger, because yeah. you're about 18, um, you can vote too. Like, this is something yeah. I'm, I, I hope that I voted in a way that will affect good to you when you, while right. you're growing up, that, that, 
the things that I voted for weren't negative, that aren't going to be negative towards you, but they're going to be things that are positive because I want to see the system change for you. And I want to see you guys be people that change the system as well. Right. And you sort of touched on this a little bit about like fact checking. So this is something that I'm a little, I know I get, (laughs) I get a little passionate about this because I see a lot of Christians and I don't, my thing is I would rather pick on my own people a little bit than have other people pick on my people. And so um, I'm fine with this. But I noticed um, probably like the last election and maybe a little bit before, maybe when Obama was um, president, that my Christian friends, particularly like my older Christian friends, would often post things on social media that were very untrue and almost... And not all my Christian friends, and not, you know, there's, I have plenty of Christian friends that are very amazing, I mean, they're amazing and faithful when it comes to, like, fact-checking and making sure that what they spread is true, but it was, like, hateful rhetoric. Um, And even just recently, I've seen so much of this, of course, because things are a little crazy in the world. This thing with um, Iran happened, and and there's just a lot of... um, but again, it's fact-checking all of those things, too. Right. You know, because even students I work with have asked questions about them. And I said, well, here's here's what we know, you know. Right. And so let's look at this together. So we'll look it up on my phone. or we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll go through different articles together yeah. from all different media sources. Yeah. If you're you only know. looking to one source of media, right. then you are never getting the whole picture of you know, to get, anything. You know, you, then they can form their own opinion. Yep. And again, I don't – I'm not someone who – has to agree with everybody. Right. Or not everyone has to agree with me, but we do all need to respect each other. Oh, my goodness, so much. So, and sorry, so, um, oh, no, no, no. I think that that's um, part of what needs to be talked about. But it really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, it really, it was stuff like, and, and again, this is not speaking from whoever I voted for or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I will defend truth no matter who it's against. And so I will defend truth when it's Barack Obama. I will defend truth when it's Donald Trump. Like yeah. if something isn't true and you're spreading it about somebody, it's wrong. So yeah. it doesn't matter that they're the president. It doesn't matter that um, you disagree with them. Like if you're spreading untruths about someone. And so um, when it first really caught my attention was a lot about like Barack Obama being a Muslim and a terrorist and Michelle Obama really being a man. And it was, you know, stuff that was, it's just hurtful. Right. And, like, it doesn't matter who you're talking about. And like, I would always go back to, like, the, what grade are you in? Like, if, oh, if, yeah, that's, if that's the question that I want to ask about the article, yeah, we shouldn't be spreading that, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, that Michelle Obama's really a man. Really, and and I've really seen guys, that like, from Christians that I, like, really respect. Like, yeah. they've posted things like that. And I'm like, you know that that's not actually true. And in it's fact, mean. it's mean, like to, to just say things that you just because you don't like someone or you don't agree with right. their politics. Now, here's the thing, like you don't have to like anyone. There are plenty of politicians that I am not a huge fan of. Yep. And if there's something true about someone that I think needs to be talked about, I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But that's after I've really done my research and I have fact checked and I have tried to find out every bit of information we've done this lazy thing where we almost believe that the ends justify the means so it doesn't matter if what we spread is a lie as long as it makes other people not like that person so they don't get voted into a position yeah that's not the way of the christian yeah and so something that i say really often is um morality is fluid to those grasping for power and so when we lose our sense of christian morals and at the same time talk about wanting to be well represented as Christians or wanting religious rights. Like that's a big thing or like mm-hmm. Christian rights and fighting for Christian rights. But the way we engage with each other about politics is so far from being Christian. It's so yeah. far and so and it's so tempting um, to say these things or to to demonize everyone because who believes something different about something than you believe. Because that's easier to do than to take the time and put things in check in because for me I, I can find myself not necessarily in the political world but just yeah. in like everyday life it's easier for me to hear the lies and the gossip and to just engage in that than to stop it and go right. stop like right. 
this is not what I'm supposed to be thinking about. This is totally. not what I should be doing. These are not the words I want to be saying, you know. And that, but that takes so much more effort, right? Than well, to engage in and all it, of that. It know? takes some self regulation too. Yeah, like you have to say, okay, just because this thing validates my feelings about someone, doesn't mean that it's true, and that's hard. You yeah. know, if you if I see something scathing about someone I don't like, truth, there's a little bit of spark. Yeah, like, it's like Haha, they're it. a jerk. I knew that they were a jerk, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But so often, if I actually look into it, it's not nearly as sinister as what I think it is. Right. And I need to go back and I need to do my due diligence for a lot of reasons. You know, I mean, one reason is Trump and Obama and Mitch McConnell and Elizabeth Warren, all these people that we felt very open. We felt very free to gossip about and talk about and spread things about our people yeah, with souls and who are created by God and who have families. And those words, even if we're saying them on social media, matter and hold weight. You know, if we're constantly spreading falsehoods about people, why are they free reign for us like are they not created in the image of god and so seeing people as people first and refusing to dehumanize people simply because you disagree with their politics like yeah that's it's damning like it's Mm -hmm. damning there's there's something that it just i know i talk about this all the time but it really hurts my heart like to Mm -hmm. just see this idea of of Christians that I know and love, and I know that you know the love of Jesus, and I know that you know you're supposed to be a light, that are just so willing to, you know, throw it all away yeah. in order to engage in something in an unhealthy way. Well, in order to feel that they have a voice in something. Right. Even if it's an unhealthy view of it, the feel that, oh, I added to the conversation. Maybe you added to that conversation, but to the greater conversation, right. maybe now your voice is going to be discounted, you know? Right. So, like, I think of my... So, I have I have some close friends that aren't Christians and who often ask me questions, um, particularly because you hear a lot of talk now about, like, the evangelical right. Um, yeah. and, and, again, I don't want to, like, pick on any... Let me just say, both sides are corrupt. Like, there's yeah. corruption. Yeah. Neither there's, side is... Pure, no. in, pure in heart in no. anything. So that's sort of why, like, I always say I'm politically homeless. <laughs> um, my very conservative friends think I'm so liberal. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so liberal. <laughs> but my very liberal friends think I am so conservative. And so that's a place that I used to feel really anxious about. Because we all want this belonging, right? Like, I want to fit in somewhere and I want right. to feel like... Um, I have my people or whatever, but I have actually found so much peace in that because there's a little bit of me that believes that if you fit too neatly in a box, then maybe it's because you're not really considering every position of things, or maybe it's because you're not really looking at the other side or other, um, yeah, like opinions other than just this one. And so, like, one thing... Now, this is, can get controversial, but I'm okay talking about it. It's, like, pro-life issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm pro-life, but I probably have a different view of pro-life things rather than just, like, making something illegal. I'm like, well, how do we come alongside people in crisis pregnancies and support them so that way they don't choose abortion? Right. And so I've looked at the numbers and I've done research, and a lot of the research says things like, um, like, if when abortion's illegal, when, you know, abortion's illegal in some countries, it doesn't necessarily reduce the number of abortions. I'm like, why is that? Well, because people are still in crisis situations and will do desperate things in order to receive an abortion. But what they've seen um, that actually reduces the number of abortions are relationships. So people coming alongside people in crisis and being there for them and supporting them and helping walk them through it and having like some community. And so in my brain, I go, okay, so maybe politically, I don't have to say I'm a one issue voter who just votes pro-life because pro-life is more nuanced than maybe I would know about if I didn't do some research about it. And so that's not saying like there are people who are, you know, pro-life voters and I'm not, I'm not criticizing that. We all mm-hmm. have our own convictions and, yeah. um, come to our own conclusions. But that's just one example for me of 
when I looked at the issue and I felt very strongly about it, I tried to figure out, okay, so the other side believes this and this and this. And like, I don't want to demonize people who believe this because they have their own life experiences and opinions and reasons why they feel this way. So instead of demonizing them or saying, oh, all of those people are terrible, you know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, but what are they trying to say? And then I was able to sort of form a thought without fitting into either box very neatly. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I feel like it was more faithful than just picking a side. Yeah. Um, Again, that takes more work than just... Yeah. It's that more work that I think we've become a little bit lazy to. I think we even said, like we said this a little yeah. a few minutes ago, but because so much of what goes on in the world is, and we get it in an instant, that we don't really have to look far to find people that we agree with. Right. Where it's harder than to find people that we disagree with or right. just, you know, someplace that's really giving you an unbiased right. look at it all. Like, like what if instead of us trying to be validated, like when we're looking at an issue trying to validate our specific political ideologies, our main goal was to just find out what the truth is. Yeah. Like, what if our goal was, you know, in this situation, I'm going to look at both sides and I'm going to figure out, okay, what's the truth of the matter? Because this cable news network says this, and this one is saying this, um, where can I find the facts? And so I have read bills and laws I have done. And if I cannot find the facts, like... To, to the point where I am pretty confident that I have a good picture of things, mm-hmm. I don't post about it. Yeah. Now, yeah. there was a time in my life where I did post that stuff. <laughs> like, there was a time in my life where I did not do my due diligence. And I um, and so I'm not saying that from some, like, high horse or trying to be super um, sanctimonious. I just, I see this as such an issue and such a, like, it's part of our Christian witness yeah. to be people known as truth and people who are charitable to other people and extend grace to other people. So again, when I have non-Christian friends who are asking me things about um, why Christians vote for this or why they're saying these things or why this Christian friend of theirs would post this really mean thing about this politician because they don't like them, even though they know it's not true. It's hard for me to answer because I share those feelings. Like Mm -hmm. I get embarrassed by, you know, the way I think sometimes Um, Christians carry themselves when it comes to political engagement (sighs) and it's just so hard because I do my best I don't want to be the person who's like well actually correcting people on the internet but there are times where I've said hey like have you fact-checked this because I know that it seems really sinister but actually if you like look at yeah um the facts it maybe isn't as bad as you think yeah I pretty I pretty much steer away from posting political things yeah for a couple of different reasons but one of them is i don't think there's ever at least in my my opinion sure. ever one article that is going to be like the unbiased one you know so there's oh, very, for sure. very rarely anything that i would post politically just because again i my heart in posting it wouldn't be to pick a fight with somebody. Right. It would be to really help spread truth, but that's not... Right now in our society, me posting something would polarize people, friends that I know. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Yes. I would rather post things, um, you know, that... To Marie Kondo, it spark joy or whatever. Yeah. Just, that are fun, that are a little bit more lighthearted, that are... Just because I know, especially this year, there's going to be a lot of those political posts. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and I, I'll be reading them and just going, I don't know that I would have posted that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that you didn't fact check this thing or that thing. Um, so that's being said, going into this year, what are ways that you think would be helpful when posting things or, or even engaging in those political conversations that would be helpful so that way, you know, we're not polariz- polarizing people. Um, yeah. But things things that we can do that would just make this a little bit of an easier year? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a big one, I think, is humility. Yeah. You know, we're not always right. And (laughs) our side isn't always right. And our people don't always do the right thing. And so I think sometimes our loyalties can be so strong that I always say that there's almost this idea when it comes to politics 
it's almost like trash talking another football team. It's like being a really big 49ers fan. And if they're playing in the Super Bowl, which that might happen, right? Might happen this year. Yeah. Who knows? So say they're playing against the Seahawks. I know there's a lot of trash talking always between like the Seahawks <laughs> and the 49ers. There's this like team thing, like screw them, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that team's bad or just like the other team becomes, um, yeah, like completely, like they're completely free to just trash their players, trash their plays, trash their team, trash their fans. That's not political engagement and that's not what political engagement should look like i don't think that we should be so loyal to our team that we can't see the other side be kind to the other side or even like root for the other side as people and so you know i might not agree with somebody's politics but i try very hard not to ever be against like a person you know like at the end of the day i want to be for people people and even people who disagree with me um and so yeah I think one thing is is approaching subjects with humility knowing that um at the end of the day and this is what I truly believe um everybody wants the same thing like everyone wants better education everyone wants the economy to be good like everyone wants better access to um health care like and everyone believes that like immigration there needs to be some kind of reform Right. You know, everyone agrees that, that our system, in a lot of ways... is broken. It's broken. Yeah. I mean, all over the board. Right. It's broken. And so it's just re- reminding yourself of those things. That yeah. We're not... Just because one person doesn't want to vote one way on whatever issue doesn't right. mean they're against that issue or that thing or that group of people or whatever that it may be. Right. But that there's... Got it. There, there, there's, a, there's a thought process in this, you know? Right. And are there villains? Sure. Yes. Are there as many villains as we make them out to be? No. You know, just because somebody's on the other side of your political ideology doesn't make them a, vic- a, a villain. It doesn't make them um, an inherently bad person. And so, yeah, when I see those, like, sweeping remarks about yeah. people, it's like, all right, everyone needs to, like, take a chill pill. And if we can work together and try to figure things out, the world will be better. You yeah. know, like... This person believes in climate change. This person believes it's a hoax. Well, regardless of what you believe, Australia's on fire. So let's, you know, let's figure it out. Like, let's try to... The koalas are going to be in danger. We can't talk about the koalas. (laughs) I literally cry every time. Somebody posted a comic and it was like a bunch of... Oh, I saw those. ...animals. And then under it, it was Steve Irwin. And it was like... I'll take care of you, I'll take care of... Okay, I can't talk about it. I'm literally about to cry. But do you know what I mean? Like, at some point, people are being affected by the issues that are happening and so we need to take a breath and say okay like let's try to work together and we might not be able to do that on a government level but I think that being willing to have again faithful conversations um like when you're dialoguing with someone on social media one thing too is instead of telling somebody what they believe or what they think ask them a question if you're confused about something that somebody posts like I'll often say well, what do you mean by this or this? Or or I'm not quite sure what you mean. Like, or why would you necessarily come to that conclusion? Like, be willing to ask questions um, because you might think that somebody believes something that they don't actually quite believe or they have a good reason for thinking this way. You know, yeah. um, I have a friend who had a kid who had um, heart, like, like severe heart defects when they were born. And so they are very pro- medicare for all because while they had good insurance they like shared a room with a family who's who like didn't have good medical insurance couldn't get it through work like there were some real issues and they said like obamacare was some big thing that like has really helped them well they were super against obamacare because yeah yeah, they had like different insurance or whatever and um and had heard a lot of things about it and now they're like huge proponents for it because when you take an issue and you realize that there are actually humans behind it. Now, that's not an endorsement for Obamacare or not. Right. But I'm just saying this specific instance, a lot of people are critical of something. And it hurts some people. But for this family, like, yeah, you know, it's the reason why they were able to um, receive, like, health care and not end up in medical bankruptcy in the end. So once you take issues and you actually realize that there are humans behind the issues yeah. who are affected by things... And maybe they've benefited from something or whatever. Um, you're able to sort of see 
um, the results mm-hmm. of why this is a thing or why some people would vote for this or why people. There's often yeah. a why that we don't um, that always we don't to see. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it hasn't directly affected. It's sort of like I'm probably never going to walk in like a ALS walk. Not because I don't feel compassion for people with ALS, but it's never directly affected me. But if somebody I was really close to got ALS, mm-hmm. I would be walking the walks and doing the things. You know, there's not always this awareness of how severe things are or a passion unless you've been directly. Yeah, or unless you know somebody yeah. who's been directly affected by that. Right. Yeah, I would say going into this year... Um, when wanting to engage in really any conversation this goes not just (laughs) politics but it goes across really across the board um if you're gonna repost an article or whatever read the date of when that article was (laughs) or read the article read the article all the way through and and read the date in which it was written because sometimes people will repost something and say but you see this is what so and so said this, but then you read the date, and well, this was published 15 years ago, <laughs> and the world was a very different place 15 years ago. Right. You know, um, so just be be mindful of those things. And a lot of times when you read the article, the headline has nothing to do with what the article actually says. So right. it's just good to, like, we've said this over and over, but just to fact check some <laughs> of those really basic things. You know, read the article, check the date. For your own good and for the good of others. Right. You know, for your own good, because it's good to be somebody who learns about things. And again, there are enough things to be outraged about. Yes. Honestly, if you took politics away, there would still be enough things. You know, we all have stuff we're going through and life is hard and jobs are hard and marriages are hard and friendships are hard. And honestly, don't piss yourself off for no reason like yeah. if you're super mad about something and then it ends up being not true you've wasted a lot of anger or frustration so or much fear energy over something that doesn't that, that might doesn't not even matter. exist or just doesn't isn't a thing like that's not a thing so let's not get super worked up another thing i'll say is that just because it's social media doesn't mean it doesn't matter and i know we said that a little yeah. bit but you know i've had people unfriend me over yeah. like political things now i'm a little different than you i will post some yeah. things if they're really important to me. And so there was a situation over the summer where like an evangelical leader said some things about um, those crossing the border and the language that was used was incredibly dehumanizing. Um, It just said so many things that honestly are not reflective of the faith. Mm -hmm. I often say that like, I don't really care. Like if, So, yeah, like, I need to care about politics because they affect somebody. But for the most part, like, there are so many things I don't really, like, I don't really care too much about who the president is because I feel like no president's going to be perfect um, until, you know, it reaches a certain level of, all right, like, this person deeply affects these people and this is problematic. But when something reflects badly on the faith, that's when I get my most, like, passionate at the end of the day, like, I I deeply, like, I have these deeply held faith convictions. So if you're misrepresenting the faith in a way, like, to, I don't know, what's, what's a good word? <laughs> to promote your politics or your political side, and you're, like, using God in a way, or you're using yeah. your, like, religious platform... In a way to further your politics. Oh, that is icky. And so, yeah, if you are using dehumanizing language against people or just, yeah, in general, like misrepresenting the faith, I'm going to say something. (laughs) And so that's where, and that's, yeah, I lost a friend who, um, yeah, she and I were really close (laughs) because I posted something and she did not agree. And Instead of talking about it, she unfriended me. Don't unfriend people over well, political and that's, things. Again, that would be the easier thing to do. Right. Unfriend people, you know, whatever. But that's not what we're called to do either. As, right. As Christians, our job is to, again, it's, it's giving people the, um, giving them enough grace. Yeah. It's to extend, you know, that hand of friendship. And 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 one of the ways we can do that, like you said, is to ask questions. Be like, I'm, yeah. I'm so I read it this way. Right. 
is this what you meant? <laughs> this cannot possibly be what you meant. Like what? Or what maybe did you it is. Mean, and what did you mean by by this? I need to yeah. understand. Or where did more. you get that part, like right. information? Or where would you have gotten the idea that it's this thing? Yeah. Oftentimes, like the understanding really lies in the questions. Yeah. We just have to be more faithful about asking the questions and allowing people. And at the end of the day, if you and I disagree, it's okay. Right. You know. You and I don't agree on everything. everything. We agree on a lot of things, but there are things that we mm-hmm. disagree about. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right. I'm still going to take you out to Japanese food probably one more time this week. So it's <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> but that's just it. You know, the last thing you want is for something so temporary. You know, we are not here forever. And rooting our identities and politics to the point where it alienates us from each other is so damaging. This is not the end and this is not where we should be rooting our identities you know yeah. our, our belonging if you're a christian you believe that your belonging is with jesus christ in eternity and yeah these systems like matter and we should care but not to the point where we're unable to uh, be friends with people that are different or even you know there are people like at church that don't talk i mean yeah. i you know like like i know of people who have gotten into such big fights over politics that they won't talk to each other Don't do that. (laughs) It is not worth a friendship. It is not worth relationships. Again, that's not what (laughs) we're called to do as Christians, as the family of God. We're supposed to, you know, love one another. I mean, it comes down to, like, loving God and loving others. And so when we have people in local churches who aren't talking to each other because of disagreements, it's like, come on, guys. Like, this is not... We're supposed to be... We're supposed to be bigger than this because this is what the world does. They're going to polarize you. And we're... I said this to you last night where there's um where there's only um or if you agree with me if you totally agree with me then you're forming if you disagree with me even a little bit you're against me when things are so polarized yeah. there's no place for forgiveness or reconciliation right and or just agreeing to disagree right you could agree to disagree <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it's like the absolutes like the absolutes yeah. like you are absolutely for me or you're absolutely against me and right we have to be better than that we are better than that we just have to like get over it a little bit yeah. there's just so much of this tension that we create um that just doesn't it's not healthy um and it's just again i'm not saying that politics aren't important but i'm saying they're just not worth trashing relationships over yeah. or getting into big fights i know that you know i had a few friends during christmas who really struggled with like political conversations um another piece of advice and this will probably be my last one, but like, don't ag people on. Yeah. You know, if you know that somebody has like a different political opinion than you, like don't push and push in situations like have time. Like you can have times maybe where we say, oh, we're going to talk about this. And if things get heated, say, okay, like we need to back off of this conversation yeah. and move on. Don't, mm-hmm. don't be obnoxious about politics and yeah, post stuff like, um, like owning people like I'm gonna own them or I'm gonna just stop it like, well and again you and I have said this on previous podcasts too there's so much more that we have in common right that to disagree about politics and letting that be the thing that ruins a friendship there's so much more that that's based on that friendship that you can easily never talk about politics with your friends if right. you know that that's going to be a dividing factor right you can still remain very good friends you know yeah, we have so much more in common than what political party you're a part of. You know? The vast majority of people that I'm around every day, I have significant political differences then. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay. Like, you know, I don't, I try really hard not to make assumptions because that person voted for that person or didn't vote for that person or that person believes this about this, that they must be this, that, and the other. Like, I don't think all my Democrat friends are socialists. I don't think all of my Republican friends are white nationalists. Right. You know, and they're not. Are there people on both sides that are terrible? Yes. Like, yes. But are there people on both sides that are really good? Yes. Yes. And so I think that we just have to come to the conclusion that whenever we try to hyper-categorize somebody into something and we think that we know them and we think that we can label them, we are probably very wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And, and if somebody is unhealthy on the other side of the aisle and you can't have those conversations, it's okay to not talk to them about politics. Like it's yeah. okay to even create distance if somebody can't be cordial. 
Because all we can do is is control our side. Yeah. Like, I can only control what I say, my attitude about things, like my... Um, I can't control if, you know, we have a relative who can be very aggressive when he's talking about politics and he, like, gets in your face and he gets really mad and he'll, like, he'll, like ask you the questions, like, baiting you mm-hmm. for whatever. I just don't have those dialogues with him. Like, yeah. as soon as I feel it, I go, I don't have to participate in this if it's right. unhealthy. Like, that person's choice to be unhealthy is their choice. Like, <coughs> and I'm coughing. You choking again. again? Yeah, I choked at dinner last night. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Okay, so I start choking at dinner. I wasn't really choking. I like. She kind of looked like she was going to hurl. No, stop. You did. You like put Whatever. your hand over your mouth and you went... <gasps> I was coughing. And I and thought you were going to throw up and at so the table. And so Liz moves away. She doesn't up. offer the Heimlich maneuver. She like crouches over. Because I thought you were going to throw up on me. I and then I said, up. I will... It's not the Heimlich anymore. It's abdominal thrust. I did... T- <laughs> That sounds so awkward. <laughs> Thrust is a weird word. Is it like, I, is it like moist? Oh, gosh. Why are we saying this? It's so gross. Um, <laughs> but um, I did say that I would rather, like, choke to death in the bathroom alone than to, like, get the Heimlich maneuver in front of everyone. And you said that in front of David and Michelle, and they both were like, oh, yeah, people die in the bathroom all the time from choking because <laughs> yeah. they go there to be alone and they die. Yeah. No, I would rather die alone in the bathroom than have to have... Okay, so I've had the Heimlich maneuver in public. You've, people have done it to you? Did yeah. they break your rib? When I was eight years That's old, thing. I was at Wienerschnitzel, and I, I choked on a corn dog. You? I don't know. It was close to our house. My I'm mom sure didn't give me the high maneuver. The like teenage worker <laughs> at Wienerschnitzel gave me the Heimlich maneuver. I will never forget how it felt. Like I felt like weak and terrible afterwards. I was only eight years old. Did they like break your rib? No. no, I'm serious because no. it's like one of the things that happens is people like crush you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't have any, but I remember like I laughed while I was eating this corn dog, and like there was a hot dog literally lodged in my throat. <laughs> I could have died. I was saved by the Wiener Schnitzel worker, <laughs> not my parents who were right there. My mom knew the Heimlich maneuver, but the Wiener Schnitzel girl <laughs> <laughs> saved my life. And politics are. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird segue right there. <laughs> I don't know you, what we're talking you just about. Went for it. <laughs> At the end of the day, pick friends that will give you the Heimlich maneuver and not just crouch away from you, regardless <laughs> of their political it opinion. Afterwards, when I realized you weren't throwing up. After I said I was okay and not choking. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're okay. Fine. So anyway, as always, so it's four twenty-two, and you have to go to the gym. Yeah. Maybe are I'll you gonna make tonight. it? I can go tonight. I can go later. Okay. I, I feel bad. I will post that I went later. So one thing, this is off the topic, but we don't have to talk about politics anymore. I feel like we've spoken our yeah. piece. Fact check. Fact check <laughs> and be nice. Don't be a jerk. That's honestly. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you really need. our advice. Fact check. Don't be a jerk about politics. There's no reason for it. Yeah. But Liz has done really well. So Liz, you didn't make it like a New Year's resolution. We talked about no. this. Um, but I knew that I needed to start going back to the gym. I was just feeling really terrible. It messes with you emotionally. Yeah. And then, I mean, my schedule in December, um, was packed. It was... No, no, no. Your schedule since (laughs) April (laughs) of last year has been been packed. It's just been packed. And, but it just comes on a lot at the holidays because not only is it your work schedule, but it's family schedule, it's church schedules, it's all the extra activity things. And then... And I just did could not make it to the gym. And I physically, there were days where I could have, but I just didn't. Yeah. And so. Um, did someone s- send you $5 on Venmo for a donut? I <laughs> wish. <laughs> um, I don't really eat all donuts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the, earlier this week, I was like, I'm just going to do it and go back to the gym. And it has been great. I forget how much just mental clarity. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, there was just like a loud <laughs> random crash outside of Liz's house, which is normal. So. That's fine. Um, just the mental clarity immediately that happens, like after I go to the gym, I just feel so much better. I can think a whole lot clearer. Um, and then I just feel better, like physically feel better. But Liz is not always good at saying no to other things. So that way she makes space for herself to do the things that I know make her feel good and healthy. So it's a big deal. Yes. That so this I is... have gone every day this week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but no, it's great. It's more than I went in the months of November and December combined. <laughs> so three days. <laughs> I know. I'm super proud. Um, but yeah, I just feel better. And I like my gym community. Yeah. 
they're great people. So, and I forget how much I miss them. Yeah. Because if I don't go to the gym, I don't really see them. Yeah. So my gym friends. The two months I did CrossFit before I tripped over a rower and hurt my knee quite badly. Yeah. I got hurt during CrossFit, but I always tell people, oh yeah, I was injured during CrossFit. I just didn't lift my leg high enough getting <laughs> off of a rower and fell on my kneecap and like deeply bruised my knee and then I just stopped going. I loved all the CrossFit people. They're super nice. It's super culty. For sure. You're not doing CrossFit. I don't though. do you CrossFit. Just, well, it's, it's kind basically of, CrossFit. It's kind of, but it's just more, it's body weight stuff versus lifting like barbells and yeah. stuff. Uh, it's pure form PFT. Woo. I'm on the softball team for them too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the softball game this year. Yeah. Sorry. We're pretty good. Yeah, you're not we bad. We won. <laughs> the opposing team had a dog that came in and attacked my dog. I know. So that was fun. That was not fun. <laughs> it was fine. But it's fun. I mean, the people at my gym are awesome. And so you just surround yourself by people who are kind of stuck in the same, who choose to be stuck in that room with yeah. you for an hour or whatever. And just camaraderie comes out of that. Can I ask a weird question? Sure. Um, does it feel good to have people outside of the church that you hang out with? Yes. Yeah. I, I say that all the time. That it's, I mean, I like my church friends and yeah. the church people, but having people... And this is going to sound weird, but who are almost normal. <laughs> I mean, people yeah, who yeah, don't yeah. feel like they have no, to filter everything saying. that they're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Don't tiptoe around things. I mean, people at my gym know what I do. Yeah. And they say their things to me. Yeah. And we're, I have some really great friends that go there. Yeah. And, and it's... Have, and you, have you gotten the whole, like, people find out you work for, like, a religious nonprofit and they're, they're nervous about cursing in front of you? Um, at first, but then... Yeah. I don't know, when you're doing a workout and it's, you know, four minutes of burpees afterwards, everyone's language becomes the exact same. <laughs> so all of a sudden I was, I was just part of them. And that, I mean, yeah. And I'm not one who wears a shirt that says, don't cuss in front of me, you know? Yeah. Um, no, there is a bit though, like whenever I hang out with people outside of the church, which happens pretty often for me, I, I have a little community of people who, um, again, are not um, religious, but at first there's always this like, like, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work at a church. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry I cursed in front of you. Yeah. And I just laugh because it's not, I don't care. Like, but it's like, also been really cool, too, because some, a lot of them do go to churches yeah, around town. Yeah. And so, and I get a chance to speak at a lot of them. So then they'll say, oh, this is what you do. It's so oh, great. That's cool. And, you know, and, and yeah, it's just been a fun community and I've missed them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they feel like they can be themselves. And I hope that you feel like you can be yourself not that you can't be yourself around church people but there is a different it's just a different like, dynamic it's a different dynamic to it yeah. too i mean one of the trainers was it this week or one of the time when i was talking to him while we were working out he goes how do you feel today liz and i went i hate you <laughs> and he just laughed Aww. you know and it's you know hate but it's straight from the lord it's <laughs> my word for you i hate you so yeah. much right now there is a bit for me where i sometimes feel oversaturated with religious things yeah. because I go to a church. You work for a church. I work for a church. I do other stuff like like I write for publications that are Christian. And so sometimes I'm so surrounded by Christianity that I do feel a little bit like, oh, I need like, I just need mm-hmm. to get out a bit. And, and yeah. again, not because I hate it or hate the people or any of that, but because I feel like I get almost too sheltered. And I want to know, like, what's going on in the rest of the world? Because <laughs> I get, so like, one like yeah. one dynamic sort of all the time. And so, yeah, it's it's always sort of nice to have those, like, places to plug into outside yeah. in a healthy way. My PFT family. Aw. Yeah, love them. So. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, it's been a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone from... This I know. is how our regular conversations are, just so everyone knows. Yeah. From, like, is... politics to choking and dying to the gym yeah <laughs> and it's, back to it's Jesus. mostly always me talking about how like Liz is a bad friend by allowing I know me to die I'm not that bad of a friend you're not you're a great friend it is cold in here though I am it's now like so cold realizing it's cold in here. I'm waiting for somebody to bring me but a I'm toe tag warm. oh my gosh why are your hands so warm I'm free I'm your literally are, freezing your hands my hands my fingers are pruny and I haven't been in the water that's how, that's how cold it is in here it's probably also because I really overuse hand sanitizer, <laughs> which clearly has not benefited me since I've been so sick like recently. Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, they're like, have you thought that maybe you're over sanitizing? And I was like, shut up. 
That's <laughs> I hate you so much right Clearly now. not, because I got the flu. If I was over-sanitizing, I wouldn't have been exposed to any germs. Yeah. Well, I will say this, and then we can sign yeah, up here. We so actually... since we've gone to the gym, I've started showering twice a day. And after the gym, I shower with that, like, cleanser that you okay. gave me. This yeah. So when had MRSA, so, so my husband gets MRSA. He does. He Okay. This is a weird story, and I won't tell the whole thing, but he was bitten by a police dog. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, you know that. Our listeners probably don't know that, but he didn't do anything wrong. It was an accident. It's a whole long story. Um, But instead of calling an ambulance, they put him in the back of a police car and just drove him to the hospital because they said it was going to take longer to dispatch an ambulance. And he got MRSA, either from the dog or from whatever's in the back of a police car. And so... If you have MRSA, you get flare-ups fairly often. So if he gets, like, a cut on his leg or, like, a little pimple that he scratches or something, he can re-give himself MRSA. So he washes any cuts or any, like, thing with something called chlorhexidine, which is, like, an antibacterial, antifungal, pre-surgical wash um, that they use. And so I got some for Liz when she had MRSA, (laughs) but it makes your skin really dry. I shower again and use baby wash because it's so moisturizing. I'm glad I'm not the only one who showers twice a day. Do you always shower twice a day? If I'm working out, I do. And in the summer, I do. <laughs> uh, it's pretty regular that I shower twice a day. Actually. I shower before I go to bed and I shower when I wake up in the morning. I can't get into my bed feeling dirty. And then when I get up, I feel sweaty and gross. And so then I take another shower. Showering in the morning just wakes me up. That's just yeah. been my routine for forever is- do you take baths ever? No. Why? It's gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think like, it's like sitting, sitting in your own soup, people soup. Yes. And okay. Do you know that there are studies that show that you actually do get cleaner in a bath because you soak away all of the dry skin? I believe that. Yeah. But I, I mean, my tub here isn't. It's not like relaxing to sit in. Yeah. However, I do house it at some people's houses uh-huh. that have nice tubs. Uh-huh. But I bet if I could use that and feel better. Yeah. Huh. I will take a bath, but I have to shower off afterwards. <laughs> Isn't that defeats purpose? I mean, no, because, okay, so they say, like, if you are feeling anxious or depressed, that taking a hot bath helps because it feels like a warm hug. Really? Yeah. You don't really like to be hugged, so maybe you won't I like know. it. But I do like a hot bath. Like, I'll take a hot bath with, like, a bath bomb and the whole deal. Yeah. But then I have to shower off afterwards because <laughs> otherwise I've sat in people soup. That's how I feel. <laughs> why do it this is the weirdest podcast it is on that note it's good to have these conversations with you (laughs) it's great to have these conversations with you still drinking my coffee what are you doing this is a craft that was just dropped off by a kid yeah i don't um we rewound this and re-recorded over it but a kid came to the door and there's a little it's a a puffball with maybe a broken heart (laughs) but it has googly eyes and loves googly googly eyes i do i can do just about anything for googly eyes that sounds funny. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the We Should Be in the Kitchen podcast. Check you later. Bye.